welcome to the Games for the Throne podcast, a podcast about the HBO series Game of Thrones. I'm your host, Courtney, aka Mother of Dragons. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Games for the Throne. Um, I had to take a minute before I could record this because this episode was almost more stressful. I don't know if it was more stressful than the last episode or... Um, I don't know. We're just, if it was just, we're getting towards the end and everything's really coming to a head. Um, you know, we lost a few more people. And, um, so I'm trying to pull myself back a little bit because of course I was very emotional during this episode and, uh, I don't want it to come off like I hate what they did with the episode or I hate the actors or the writers or anything like that. I think they did a great job. I love Lena Haiti. I hate Cersei with a passion that I can't even describe. Um, anyway, so I just wanted to kind of uh, say that at the beginning. Um, I don't think this is going to be particularly negative or anything like that, but um, I'm sure you guys all had your emotions running high as well. So I'm sure you'll understand. So of course the battle of Winterfell is over and now they're burning the dead and you just see all of these different funeral pyres. There's so many um, because so many people died and uh, Danny whispers something into Ser Jorah's ear. She kisses him goodbye on the forehead. I wish we could have heard what she whispered in his ear, but intimate part of their relationship, not really our business. Um, Sansa says goodbye to Theon and she puts a stark pin on him and she's just really upset uh, that she didn't get to say goodbye to him and uh, John gives this great eulogy slash speech and uh, he I'm paraphrasing this a bit but he says you know everybody in this world owes them a debt um, the dead that cannot be repaid and we must keep them alive in memory for as long as men draw breath they were the shields that guarded the realms of men and we shall never see their like again and then they light the pyres and watch the dead, you know, their dead friends burn. Um, after that, they have a feast in the great hall and it takes a few minutes for it to really become a celebration, but it's a well-deserved celebration. Um, everybody's kind of looking at each other. Um, nobody's really eating anything. It's, you know, a bit of a somber moment, but, uh, Gendry is walking around. He wants to know where Arya is. He asked the hound if she's or if he's seen her and the hound kind of gives him some crap about it. He's like, oh, that's all you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of taking this father figure role on with Arya um, and, you know, says, well, look, you know, I understand you're a guy. You just made it through this battle and, you know, that's we, we have to live now. But, you know, just watch your back. Um, and then as Gendry's about to leave the Great Hall, Danny calls him forward. She calls him by name. And um, I'm sure at some point behind the scenes, John has um, confided in her who this really is. So she says, everybody's a little worried. You know, Sansa's getting this look on her face. John doesn't seem too worried. But, um, you know, she says, you're Robert Baratheon's son, right? And uh, she says, well, you know, your father um, betrayed my family, um, went to war against my family, pretty much wiped them out. 
And um, he says, well, you know, I, I didn't even know he was my father until a few years ago. And uh, she says, you know, you're not his bastard son anymore. You are Gendry Baratheon and you are now the Lord of Storm's End. And he says, well, I can't be Lord of Storm's End because I'm a bastard. And she says, no, you're not because uh, you're the true son of Robert Baratheon and you're the Lord of Storm's End because I'm the queen and I said you are. And uh, Tyrion kind of sees what she did there because, you know, there could be a rallying point around Gendry if people still want a Baratheon after Robert's rule. I mean, yeah, things were good in the kingdom, mostly because other people were taking care of them. You know, we know all he did was drink and whore around. Um, but then, yeah, he left us Cersei and Cersei's children. And we see how well that's turned out. So anyway, uh, you know, she's kind of... Um, placated him and made him happy so he's not going to think about any kind of uprising or backing anybody else or anything like that um so you know Tyrion says you know okay I see what you did there and she says yeah you know you're not the only clever one and Sansa seems a little taken aback by the news um you know because she doesn't trust Danny at all um Tyrion and Davos discuss Melisandre's death Davos tells him, you know, she basically killed herself or her God did it to her. He's not sure. He was all prepared to execute her and she basically walked out and just died. Uh, and he really doesn't say anything. Well, he basically just says, you know, okay. Um, she, you know, he kind of gets on her side a little bit. He feels a little sorry for her. Um, he says, you know, she did all these things. She said all of these things. Her Lord was, you know, supposed to be here doing all of these things. He got us through it. And then he just left and, you know, she just died and there's no signs now. We didn't even get an F off. Um, so then Tyrion's talking to Bran and, you know, he keeps telling Bran he's Lord of Winterfell. Everybody wants to push the Bran's Lord of Winterfell because, again, we're all about the patriarchy. Sorry, I'm not a, I will say this about this episode two is I'm going to have a lot to say about uh backing the men now instead of the women because I'm not like this uber feminist but I am for the women in the show for the most part so anyway you know Tyrion says this Bran's like no I'm not Lord of Winterfell that's not my path and Tyrion's like okay well you don't want to be Lord of Winterfell like it doesn't seem like you uh want anything and uh Bran says, you know, I don't really want anything anymore. And Tyrion says, well, I really envy you that. And he says, well, then I wouldn't envy me because, you know, I mostly live in the past. I mean, Bran doesn't really have a connection to the world um, other than being this, the three-eyed raven and basically saying this is, you know, what, what has happened. Um, he's essentially not the person that he was anymore. Uh, they all start toasting each other and Sansa still sees John and Danny sharing looks. She gets mad at that. She walks off. Tormund um, is, you know, patting John on the back. And he jokes about him riding a dragon. And he's just totally toasted. Um, and Danny can really see that, you know, again, all of these people are really loyal to John. And she's just kind of there all alone again. You know, she's lost her Jorah. Um, all of these people are divided into their little cliques and she's just, you know, she's still got to win this war against Cersei. Everybody else is kind of, uh, just taking a break and partying. 
but you know she's really got this revelation that john um has told her about on her mind and again she just feels out of place so uh Torman is still going on about john and uh you know he's he um jokes about how little he is and all of that and he's like you know what kind of man climbs on a dragon and rides a dragon it's a madman or a king and I mean I'm sorry but Danny was the original dragon rider you know she got those eggs to hatch she rode that dragon and controlled all of them for you know god knows how long so okay yeah I'm happy that John rode Regal a couple of times that's great not hating on him for that um but you know why is it so much more important because a man did it um, Veras can see that Danny is worried and she looks at Tyrion. Uh, he's talking with his brother and joking with him. And she's, you know, again, she's just by herself. She feels all alone. And so she just leaves the great hall. Um, Jamie and Tyrion and Brienne and Pod and I don't know who else are playing Tyrion's little question game from season one. And, uh, it's going well. They're having fun until Tyrion says that Brienne is a virgin and uh what was funny was I think that Pod drank at that point <laughs> and we all know that he's not a virgin but anyway uh Brienne gets a little upset um she leaves uh Tormund has actually gone up to her before she leaves he's talking to her and uh she's just like yeah move I gotta go and uh, then he sees Jamie go after her. So he is just completely heartbroken because um, he feels like he had a chance <laughs> until Jamie came up from the South and that she's just totally in love with this other guy and not him. And he can't understand why. And uh, Tyrion sees how heartbroken Tormund is. So he fills this cup for him. He refills this cup full of wine. Uh, Tormund decides to... Um, talk to the hound about his heartbreak over Brienne. I'm sure the hound was super excited about that and loved being the, um, the one to, to, uh, offer his shoulder up for Tormund to cry on. Uh, but this girl walks up and she gives Tormund the eye and she's like, I'm not afraid of wildlings. And so he seems to be over Brienne now. He walks off with her and this other girl walks up and she puts the moves on the hound, but he just isn't having it. And he finally yells at her and scares her off. And uh, then Sansa, Sansa comes over to talk with him and she's like, you know, why didn't you go with her? She could have made you happy for a little bit. And he says, you know, I only have one thing on my mind that I want to do. And he doesn't say what that is, but I'm fairly certain that it's killing his brother. That's been his motive throughout this entire series. Um, and I think that is now he's done everything else. Uh, that's the last thing to check off of his list. So uh, that's what he's thinking about. But um, then he goes off on Sansa. He's like, yeah, you know, I heard you got broken in real rough. And... Um, you know, she says, yeah, but, uh, Ramsey got what he deserved and I gave it to him. And then he asks, well, you know, how did you do it? And she says, hounds. So they both have a big laugh over that, of course. Ha ha. The joke, um, that he is the hound and she killed Ramsey with hounds. And, uh, you know, he says, well, none of these things would have happened to you if you left with me from King's Landing. And she said, yeah, but you know, I had to go through all these things. So, or I would still be that little bird that was in King's Landing. 
And this just seemed to be the night for heartbreak. Um, Gendry looks for Arya. He finds her. She's shooting her bow and arrow. And he asks why she's not celebrating. And she says, well, you know, I am celebrating. This is, this is the way I celebrate. And uh, he says, well, guess what? I'm Lord of Storm's Inn now. And uh, she congratulates him. And of course, he kisses her. And uh, he says, you know, I love you and I need you with me. I don't know how to be a lord. And he gets down on one knee and proposes to her and asks her to be the Lady of Storm's End. But of course, you know, that is not Arya's way. Um, and while I do think that she has feelings for him and when she went to find him the night before the battle, um, I think, you know, like I said, she did have feelings for him. I don't think she was completely in love with him. We all know that she's never going to be the lady of any stronghold. And, uh, you know, she wanted to know what it felt like. She wanted to be with somebody and she didn't want it to be some random person. But now he's completely in love with her and she just does not feel the same way about him. Um, and she's got other things that she wants to take care of. So, you know, she's, she kisses him. She tells him that He'll be a wonderful Lord and whoever gets to be his lady will be extremely lucky, but that's not her. She's never been a lady. She never will be a lady. Jamie finds Brienne in her room and uh, she's stoking up the fire and he brings some wine in and he asks her uh, how she feels about Tormund, Giant's Bane. And he says, yeah, you should have seen how sad he was when you left. And uh, she says, well, you kind of sound jealous. And he says, yeah, I do, don't I? And he keeps saying he's hot. Uh, of course, you know, everybody's drunk, but he keeps saying he's hot. He starts taking his clothes off and then he starts to remove her clothes. Uh, but she moves his hand and she does it herself. And he says he's never slept with a knight before. And uh, she says, well, I've never slept with anyone before. And they kiss and have sex. Danny goes to visit John. She asks him if he's drunk. He says, no, but then he gets up off the bed and he stumbles. He says, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little drunk. And, uh, you know, he tells her he didn't know Sir Jorah very well, but he seemed like a really good man. And he's really sorry that he's gone. And Danny says, yeah, he was in love with me, but I just couldn't love him back the way that he needed me to. Um, not like I love you. And she says, is that all right? Because of course, you know, now they're aunt and nephew and uh, he kisses her and he's really into it for a minute. And then it's, you know, like he thinks about her being his aunt and he stops and backs off a little bit. And she says, you know, I just wish that you'd never told me who you really are. And uh, she tells John, you know, how she's envious of how the people looked at him and uh, how they're willing to follow him and that she she's had people look like that at her before, but it's never been in Westeros, which is just really sad to her because, yes, she didn't grow up there, but that wasn't of her own volition. And, you know, it is her home and it's really hard, um, even if the North, you know, isn't necessarily her home, but it's really hard when you're not accepted um, and you don't have anywhere to belong. And I think that's a lot of what she's feeling. John says, you know, hey, I, I refuse the crown. I don't want to be the king. And uh, Danny says, okay, well, you know, that's great. Um, but you need to swear Bran and Sam to total secrecy because if people find out about this, 
it's going to take on a life of its own. And regardless of whether you want to be king or not, if people want to back you, they'll do that and it, it will just happen. Um, so he, you know, of course, being part Stark says that he, you know, he needs to tell Sansa and Arya. Um, but she says, look, if you tell Sansa, Sansa's going to tell you to press your claim. And she begs him not to do it because she loves him. And he says, you know, no, we'll all live together. Things will be okay. You know, he, he always thinks positively, he thinks things are going to work out if he tells the truth, which is not, um, as we've seen always the way that happens. And, uh, she, you know, he says, look, you're my queen. I love you. Nothing will change that. And she's just not satisfied by that. She knows that if more people find out that somebody's going to make a move to back him and he's not going to be, even if he doesn't want it, he's not going to be able to stop it. And once, you know, once people are expecting that of him, he's going to want to, you know, he's going to want to do it. Um, because he's not one to necessarily, uh, shrug away from a challenge. So she's like, look, you know, I gave you a way that this can all work out and, you know, you don't want to listen to me. So she leaves. The next morning they all get together and they tally up the troops that they still have left. You know, they basically lost half of their forces. So, they're now even with Cersei, uh, with the Lannister army that she still has, uh, what's left of it from after, uh, Danny decimated it when they were leaving Highgarden. And then, um, with the Golden Company being there and with the Iron Islands, uh, the Ironborn. So they're basically one for one, you know, it's a 50-50 shot that they have of winning this war. Uh, Masande, you know, is like, okay, well, the people will want to fight for Danny when they find out, you know, that she helped, um, to kill the Night King, um, and defeat his army. And, uh, you know, everybody's like, yeah, Cersei's going to lie to people. She's not going to let them know about this. So we're not going to be able to rally people around Danny from, uh, that information. And Danny is just, she's tired of waiting. She wants to take King's Landing. Um, apparently there's a new Prince of Dorne. Don't know who that is. He's going to back her. And then of course, Yara has retaken the Iron Islands and um, had already declared for Danny. But Danny knows that no matter how many lords who are sitting in their castles, all comfortable and warm and everything, that, uh, that say they'll follow her, you know, that doesn't matter because Cersei has the capital. Cersei has King's Landing. She's sitting on the throne. And that's the biggest thing that matters at this point. You know, it's basically symbolism. And if Danny's going to rule and be the rightful queen, she's got to have that throne. Sansa brings up a really good point, which is about the only thing I liked about Sansa in this episode. Sorry to hate on her, um, except for her, you know, grieving over Theon. But she says, you know, hey, you know, our troops really, they're exhausted and they're wounded and we really need to take time for them to recuperate. And Danny just thinks that that's her trying to back out of sending the Northmen to help her. Uh, she gets upset by it and... Sansa says, you know, no, it's not just our troops, it's your troops, like your whole army, your dragons, you know, need to rest. They're one of them's very um, wounded. You know, you just need to take a minute. But Danny is just, she's tired of waiting. She's, you know, and, you know, they've beaten the Night King. 
She's done what she came up there to do, and she doesn't feel at home here at all, um, even more so than being down south. So she's just ready to reclaim the throne. So John, of course, in the middle of these women, um, I will say this for John and Tyrion both, having to deal with all of these different, very um, strong-minded women is difficult. <laughs> so I'll give that to them. But John says, look, you're our queen, Danny. We'll do whatever you command. And so, you know, she says, we're heading down to King's Landing. Uh, but Jamie is going to stay in the north. He's asked Sansa if he can stay there um, as her guest. And uh, of course, Brienne's going to be up there as Sansa's sworn shield. So he wants to stay there with her. And, you know, it's uh, we can understand why he doesn't want to join in this war down south. You know, it is his sister. And even though she's an evil, you know what, you know, it just he still needs to stay out of it. After the meeting, Arya walks up to John and is just very matter of factly, we need to talk to you. So she and Sansa and Bran kind of gang up on John and they take him to the godswood. And uh, she says, uh, Sansa doesn't want to fight. She really doesn't want the troops to go down to the south for Danny. You know, she just is not into it at all. And I have to be honest, I really... I like Sansa. I don't dislike Sansa. Um, I think she is a lot stronger than she was, but I think some of this is jealousy. I think some of it is still this like 10% of her that stuck um, with this part of her from when she was a little girl. She always, you know, like Arya said, she always wanted to be queen. She always wanted the finest things. And I think she just wants to be queen bee. And I think if it wasn't Danny, if there was somebody else that John was into, it would be the same way. Um, I think it just happens to be Danny, who of course is a queen. Um, and I think that's some of where Sansa, I think that's some of where her head is at and she's just not saying it to herself. She's saying, you know, she doesn't trust Danny and all of this, but I just think she's going to have a problem with whoever John's with because she really wants to rule. And I think that she subconsciously just still has that dream in her head. So she says, you know, she really doesn't want to send their troops. And Arya says, look, no, John did the right thing. We needed her. But yeah, even I don't trust her all the way. And he says, well, you know, you guys just don't know her yet. You haven't given her a chance. And, uh, you know, they say, no, you know, we're family. We have to stick together. We're Starks, um, which I can understand where they're coming from with all that they've been through. Um, you know, they've gotten their home back. The North is their stronghold and they don't really need the South. It, it's not really going to do anything for them. Um, so John decides that he needs to tell Arya and Sansa that um, he's not their brother, that he's really their cousin and that he's really Aegon Targaryen. However, we don't get to see it. Uh, he just looks at Bran. Bran says, look, it's your choice. And then uh, John says, look, you know, y'all have to swear to secrecy. Um, Sansa really doesn't want to swear to this at first, but she and Arya finally swear it. And um, he has Bran tell them, but we don't get to see that. So we don't get to see their reactions at all. So everybody's getting, who is going down south is getting ready to go down south. Tyrion talks to Jamie. He's like, I'm very happy for you that you found somebody. And of course, at that moment, Bronn has somehow snuck into Winterfell and he walks in with the crossbow. 
and uh, he points it at him. And Tyrion's like, you know, what are you doing here? And he's talking, talking, talking like he does. And uh, Bronn's like, look, I'm going to hit you if you don't shut up. And Tyrion keeps going. So Bronn punches him in the face. And Bronn's like, look, you know, all of you Lannisters have promised me different things, taken them away from where I sit right now. You know, your dragon queen looks like a good bet because um, I, she's got dragons. So I've seen them in the field. Um, Cersei might die, but you know, Hey, if, uh, Daenerys's hand or some of her other generals die, you know, that might turn the tide of the war. And, uh, Tyrion decides to offer him Highgarden. Uh, apparently Cersei offered him River Run. That's not good enough. So Tyrion offers him Highgarden. He really wanted Highgarden back in season six. Um, and he told Jamie that, but Jamie's like, yeah, you're not going to be able to handle a castle that big. Uh, Jamie doesn't think Bronn is going to, to kill them or, you know, he thinks he's just there and he's bluffing just to get what he wants. But Bronn shoots the crossbow and basically it goes right by, the bolt goes right by, um, Jamie's head and hits the wall. So Jamie's like, oh, okay. So Tyrion's like, look, I told you, you know, if anybody ever asks you to kill me, you know, I'll always give you a better offer. So I give you my word, but I can't give you the castle till we take King's Landing. So it all hinges on that. So you're going to have to hope that we win this war. And uh, so Tyrion's like, you know, why don't you come fight with us? But Bronn's like, no, uh, I'm done with fighting. You know, all I want is my castle. Somebody's going to give it to me. So... I'll come find y'all when the war is over and you better pony up. And uh, the hound's leaving Winterfell, but he's by himself. And uh, Arya catches up with him. I figured they were going to take a road trip, the two of them, because he is so intent on killing his brother and she is so intent on killing Cersei. I, I really can't decide who I want to kill Cersei because I'd love... I, I want for it to be Jamie and reasons I'll say in a little bit. I want it to be Arya because that would just be so awesome. But now that she's killed the Night King, I don't know if they're going to let her have both the Night King and Cersei. Um, and on the other hand, I would love for Tyrion to be able to give it to her because he just deserves to be able to so much for all that she's done to him. But um, they're going to King's Landing. The Hound's like, ugh, what are you doing here? You know, I really don't want you around. And she's like, yeah, whatever, you know. So they're going to take a road trip to King's Landing. They have, both have unfinished business down there. And neither of them really plan on coming back. So I guess that means that they're willing to give their life for what's going to happen. They're not really planning on living out the rest of their life. Which may be why uh, Arya, um, because I do think she loves him in some ways, um, didn't accept Gendry's proposal. Danny visits her dragons and of course Rhaegal's wing is just all scratched up but she sees that he can fly so she's feeling good both dragons can fly things are going well she's got her army ready to march down to King's Landing. Uh, Tyrion comes to say goodbye to Sansa and of course you know she's he can tell that something's up and um, she's just staring out over the wall and she asks him why he's backing Danny. And Tyrion says, look, Danny loves John. She's a good person. She wants to do good things. She can do good things. And uh, 
you know, and Sansa says, well, you know, John's warden in the north, so he'll have power. He'll get to do what he wants. And Tyrion says, well, you know, John's probably not going to be in the north that much. He's probably going to be in King's Landing since him and Daenerys are together. Because for all intents and purposes, that's what everybody knows. And that even seems to be what John and Danny think. Um, as much as, you know, John is kind of pulling away from her, he's still being pulled towards her because he loves her. Um, but Sansa, you know, is like, I really don't want John to go down there because he's a Stark. Starks don't fare well in the South. And um, she surmises, uh, and I think this is partly true, but not all the way, uh, that Tyrion is afraid of Danny, And that, you know, Tyrion just thinks this is the horse to back because there's nobody else. Obviously, you know, Cersei is not the one to rule the people. Um, but the only alternative is Daenerys. So, you know... She's kind of letting it on, I think, uh, for Tyrion to figure this out and ask her what's going on. But, um, you know, Tyrion keeps backing Danny. He says, look, I believe in her. And Sansa asks Tyrion, well, what if there was somebody else, somebody better who could rule? Then we cut to Tormund. Uh, he's saying goodbye to Jon. He's eventually going to take the Free Folk back north. Uh, to the true north, I guess. I don't know. He says they're going to Castle Black once the winter uh, storms are over. Um, so I don't know if they'll just stay there. Um, I think they should. And I mean, I don't think they should go back beyond the wall because there's not a lot there at this moment. Um, but maybe, you know, the gift and everything that John was going to give them, maybe they can be there or they can man the castles of the Night's Watch. But, uh, and then I did not like this. Uh but uh, we see Ghost, poor Ghost, like part of his ear is gone and he's cut up and everything. But John asks Tormund to take Ghost with him because he says, you know, dire wolves don't belong in the South and I need somebody to look after him. Um, and Tormund just says, look, you know, buddy, you belong in the North, the real North with me. You know, you, you really don't belong down South. And uh, John's like, you know, I, I got to do what I got to do. And, um, you know, I guess this is goodbye. And Tormund says, well, you know, maybe we'll see each other one day. Sam and Gilly also come to say goodbye to John. They're going to remain at Winterfell for the time being. And when John hugs Gilly, he can feel that she's pregnant. And he looks at Sam. Sam's like, well, you know, it's been some long, lonely, uh, cold nights. And there wasn't much to do at the Citadel but read. And there's only so many books you can read. And Gilly's like, yeah, I think he knows how it happened. So we can, we don't really need to tell him all of that. Sam tells John that he's the best friend he ever had. And of course, you know, John says, yeah, me too. And uh, John takes one last look at Ghost and, oh, he doesn't even like go give him a hug or pet him, which I realize that'd probably be hard, but you can tell Ghost is a little sad. Um, they're on, uh, Tyrion and Varys are on the boat. They're going down to Dragonstone and uh John and the rest of the army, he's going to march them down the King's Road, but Danny and some of her army and the dragons went back to Dragonstone to wait until they got down there. So uh, they're on their way there. Tyrion tells Varys about John and who he really is. And Varys says, well, you know, how many people know now? And uh, Tyrion says, well, about eight. And Varys says, yeah, okay, that's not a secret anymore. That's information. And if that many people know, it's going to be out of our control now. And, uh, you know, we had 20 years of war 
because, uh, well, Ashley Tyrion says this, you know, we had 20 years of war just because Robert Baratheon loved a woman who didn't love him back. This is basically what it was. Um, Lyanna was, yeah, she was betrothed to Robert, but she loved Rhaegar. Her and Rhaegar ran off together and, um, you know, Robert created this, oh, well, you know, she was taken from me, blah, 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 blah. So Tyrion just thinks that the answer to everything is that John and Daenerys should get married. And Varys says, you know, she's, Danny's not going to want to share the throne. And uh, Tyrion says, well, you know, maybe Cersei will win, then all of our problems will be solved. And uh, they're getting back to Dragonstone. They're almost there. Danny is riding Drogon and Rhaegal's flying around. So she's feeling good. Like I said, her dragons are doing good. And um, out of nowhere, three scorpions hit Rhaegal. And uh, these are not the same bolts as from the last scorpion in season seven. Um, this is a completely new design that Kyburn's come up with. And uh, of course, it's Euron Greyjoy. He's got the Iron Fleet there. And they've got scorpions on every boat. So Rhaegal is gone. He's just been hit so many times. These things actually open up once they hit you. And so they just tear him up to shreds and he falls into the sea. Um, Danny at this point, you know, of course, this is another one of her children. She just, she lost Viserion to the Night King. She had to give him up. Um, you know, she had Rhaegal. John was riding Rhaegal and now Rhaegal is dead. So she is just mad she looks like she's gonna go straight for Euron he looks a little bit scared but then she flies away at the last minute because of course he has all these scorpions lined up just to take Drogon out and if she doesn't fly away she's gonna lose Drogon too and possibly her own life then uh Euron releases the scorpions uh he starts firing them at the ships and uh tears the ship all the ships up Tyrion has to jump ship and uh, Grey Worm tells Masande uh, when they were riding the Dragonstone, I saw them. They held hands. They were smiling. I was like, please don't do that because something's going to happen. Don't look happy. <laughs> and it did. Um, Grey Worm tells Masande to go get on a skiff, get away from there. And, um, you know, like I said, it shreds up the whole, uh, Danny's whole fleet. And um, stragglers get to shore. Grey Worm starts looking for Masande. He can't find her anywhere. And uh, it's, of course, because Cersei, Euron, has taken Masande and has given her to Cersei. So Cersei decides to tell Euron that she's pregnant. He's all happy about that. Euron says, you know, Danny's coming for you. And she's pissed. And Cersei yeah, says, yeah, you know, we're letting all the people in um, to the city. Um, and it's basically just a cover. You know, she acts like she's going to help all these people because the mean dragon queen's coming to burn them all. And, you know, oh, you can protect yourself in, in the city, but it's really just a shield for her. And uh, we see that Masande's in chains. And uh, Grey Worm and Danny have figured this out. So they are just done. They want to storm King's Landing. They're not going to talk. They don't want to do anything else. They're just, you know, he. they've killed another one of Danny's dragons. She's, she's over it. She's not waiting anymore. So Vera says, look, you know, I told you that I'd look you in the eye if you're ever making a bad decision and you're making a bad decision, you need to calm down. And uh, he says, you know, don't become what you've always struggled to defeat. 
And she says, look, I have a destiny. You know, I walked out of this fire with these um, dragon eggs that hatched and I'm here to free the world from tyrants and I'm going to do it no matter what the cost is. So Tyrion says, well, it's going to take like a fortnight for John to arrive. And uh, so why don't we go there first? We'll ask her to, we'll ask Cersei to um, stand down and surrender. And Danny is like, yeah, you know, that no, that's not going to happen. And he says, yes. Um, and she says, okay, but I want people to know that it's Cersei's fault that I tried to give them peace, but that's not what she wanted. So, you know, I want them to know before they die that this was all on her. So now Varys is really concerned about Danny, and um, I love Danny. I do think she's making some rash decisions, um, but I can understand she's upset. She's really upset. I would be upset too. I mean, I really hate Cersei. I really hate her. <laughs> um, so Varys is just really concerned. He thinks that perhaps, you know, they should somehow put Jon on the throne instead. And Tyrion's like, you know, Jon doesn't want to rule. And uh, Varys says, you know, that doesn't matter, which is exactly what Danny said. You know, if people find out and they decide to back you, you're not going to be able to make the decision. The decision is going to be made for you. And Tyrion is like, you know, we're committing treason and, you know, I've thought about it and, you know, um, I realize that she's making some rash decisions, but give her a minute, you know, she's still the right person. And, uh, then of course Varys is like, well, you know, John has the better claim because he's a guy, which, okay, here's where I'm going to get slightly feminist here. Okay. Why are we just, you know, so thank you, Danny, for doing all of this and bringing your dragons and stopping the night, helping to stop the Night King's army. But you're a woman now and we figured out there's a man. So yeah, okay. Thanks. But you know, we don't need you anymore. I was a little mad at that. I felt like Danny was being a little vilified in this episode. And I did feel like, you know, again, which I mean, this is Westeros. We're all about the patriarchy, but it was just like, oh, okay, we have Amanda back now. So We'll just back the man. So thanks, but no thanks. Um, but Tyrion's like, you know, look, Joffrey was a man. Joffrey had a cock and he was a horrible king. And Tyrion's like, you know, I still think the best thing to do is for uh, John and Danny to get married. And Varys says, yeah, but you know, Danny is just too strong of a personality. And uh, she, he's eventually going to bend to her will. He's not going to be able to stand up to her. And Tyrion says, yeah, but, you know, he can temper her worst um, behaviors, her worst desires. And Varys says, yeah, but, you know, John, if we back him, he'll keep the North and the kingdom. We will not have the kingdom split up. But Tyrion is just not ready to give up on Danny. And Varys says, look, you know, you know where my um, allegiances are. It's to the realm. It's to the people. I'm not going to let the people burn. I'm not going to let the people starve because these rulers feel like they have destinies. We go back to Winterfell and Jamie sees Brienne and Sansa talking. He can tell something's going on. So he goes and asks and Brienne tells him that Rhaegal was killed and Missandei was taken, that Cersei did this. And Sansa just looks at Jamie and says, yeah, I always wanted to be there to see them execute Cersei, but I guess I won't get the chance. And uh, so then we start to see that Jamie is really torn by this and he um, Brienne's sleeping in the bed. He's sitting there just thinking about what to do. And he decides to leave and head out to King's Landing. Um, and Brienne wakes up. She catches him before she leaves. And she says, look, 
you are a good man. You are better than Cersei. You can't save her and you don't need to die with her. And she begs him to stay with her. But, you know, Cersei is his heroine, a heroine. And I mean, that is like in the drug heroine, not an actual savior heroine. He just is so addicted to her that, um, you know, Jamie just tells Brienne, you know, look, you think I'm a good man? I pushed a boy out of a tower for Cersei. I strangled my own cousin so I could get back to Cersei. And I was willing to kill everybody at River Run just to get back to Cersei. She's hateful and so am I. And he just leaves poor Brienne crying out there in the courtyard. And I'm really hoping, because uh, I, I wasn't like necessarily shipping them for sure. But now that they got together, I just feel so bad for Brienne. And I really liked where Jamie was going. He was becoming a good person. And now Cersei's drawn him back into his clutches. He's going to go die with her, you know, because he just cannot get her out of his head. But I'm hoping that he's going to get down there and he's going to take her out because that's what he needs to do. So Danny and a few of her unsullied, um, and of course Tyrion, have made it to King's Landing. They're trying this parlay. Cersei's taken all this time that uh, Danny was up in the north and helping to fight the Night King. She's got scorpions on all the battlements. She's just totally ready, um, completely ready for Danny and John to come fight her. So she sends Kyburn out, and so Tyrion goes to meet him, and he tries, uh, Tyrion tries to reason with Kyburn and he just doesn't realize that Kyburn isn't really human. I mean, I don't know. This man is, I don't know what he thinks. He just, he's smart, but it ain't all there. Um, so Tyrion's like, look, you know, I know you're a smart guy and you're rational. And, uh, of course they both tell the other, they want unconditional surrender. And uh, Tyrion's like, we need to try to avoid this carnage. And Kyburn's just like, look, you know, I'm only a mouthpiece for our queen. And Tyrion's like, what do you mean our queen? And he says, well, Cersei's our queen. I mean, you know, you're following this other woman. She is a usurper, which is not true, but whatever. And uh, he's like, I'm only going to follow Cersei. And so Tyrion takes one last appeal at Cersei. I don't know why he needs to just realize, I mean, if he hasn't by now, I just don't know how he's going to. But he uh, takes one more stab at talking to Cersei. And um, at first she puts all the archers on him. And it looks like she's going to let them just kill him. Um, but then he pleads uh, with her with his eyes. And she tells them to uh, put the arrows down. Um, and I think this is all, you know, I think the whole thing was a ploy. Because I don't believe anything she does. But, um, you know he a Tyrion tells her she's like look I know that you hate your people you don't care about them and they hate you but you're not a monster and I know it because I've seen that you're not a monster you always loved your children more than yourself I don't believe that's true I'll say why in a minute um, but you've always loved your children more than yourself more than Jamie, more than anything um, I don't believe she loved her children more than herself because she let her son kill himself so she could be queen. I mean, she wanted to get rid of her enemy. She was not going to back down from the high sparrow. And I realized that, yes, she didn't want her son in his clutches, but there are a lot of different ways that she could have taken care of that. And she basically was like, nope, mm -mm, I'm not submitting. And she, I mean, she knew Tom and, you know, I don't, I don't think she had any doubt in her mind that something wasn't going to, um, that it wasn't going to work out no matter what she did. I mean, you know, she really, 
led him to his fate. But anyway, so I actually don't believe she cared about her children all that much. I think she cared about Joffrey the most and he was the worst. But, um, so Tyrion begs her, you know, for your child, you know, um, for your child, just surrender. Your reign is over. And, uh, you know, your life doesn't have to end. Your baby's life doesn't have to end. Y'all don't have to die. And, uh, Cersei, of course, has Missandei up there and she says, um, you know, if you don't, if Danny doesn't surrender, then I'm going to kill Missandei. And so Danny and Grey Worm are just standing there. They're so worried. Danny just looks haggard as anything. She looks horrible. And, uh, Cersei goes over to Missandei and she's like, yeah, if you have any last words, now is the time. And so Missandei just yells Dracarys, which of course is, um, a message to Danny, like light him up, go take this you know what out um do not surrender and the mountain takes his sword and he beheads Masande. and gray worm just turns around he's just beside himself and danny just gives cersei this look of evil of evil contempt and she turns around and she's just not holding back anymore so um i think at this point the dragon has been let loose and i don't know that there's any stopping it um, you know, if John gets there, perhaps he can help settle her down, but I mean, I really can't hate her for that. Uh, I want Cersei to die. I don't want all the people of King's Landing to die. I'm with Tyrion on that. Um, but Cersei is a tyrant and they've got to get rid of her some way. And hopefully either Jamie will get down there and he will finally kill Cersei or Arya will get there and she will assassinate Cersei somehow. Um, when the mountain take or when, uh, the hound takes out the mountain and, you know, hopefully, or either Tyrion will get the chance to, I don't think, I don't know that Tyrion has it in him, honestly. Um, I'm not sure that Jamie does either, but I'm just really hoping that somebody's got to take her out. And, uh, I really don't know how it's going to end with John and Danny. I really don't want to pick either one of them. I don't think it's going to end up, you know, with both of them walking off into the sunset and everything's lovely. Um, I think Danny's going to end up pregnant at some point. Like, I mean, I think she's already pregnant, but, um, I think we're going to find out hopefully, um, little hope for the future. Um, I, you know, Drogon's the last dragon that's left. I really don't want the dragons to die out. Um, semi-spoiler from Fire and Blood. Um, it does talk about there being a hidden clutch of dragon eggs at um, Winterfell. So I was hoping maybe they would find those and all of the debris left over from the huge battle. But, you know, we haven't seen that yet. We still have two episodes left. Maybe it could happen. And then like Danny and John's little girl or little boy or whoever can have a little dragon egg. And I just don't want the dragons to die out again because the dragons are definitely one of the best parts of the show. Um, but yeah, very, very, very emotional episode. Um, yeah, like I, like I said, I love the writing. I love where it's going. I don't have a problem with that. I just have, you know, my own personal problems of, I don't know who I want to win. And even though I love John, um, I just would like for it to be a woman, but not Cersei. I just, I can't take it if Cersei wins. Oh my God. That would totally be like the, not the best, but the uh, most interesting Game of Thrones ending. But oh my God, like that's just, you might as well have just had the Night King kill everybody at that point because 
the kingdom of Westeros is just over. I mean, she's, you know, she's gonna, um, the people hate her. She's decimated most of the population. Where does it go from there? I'm a little mad at Sansa for spilling John's secret. Um, you know, that was very little finger esque. And again, um, I, I think she is worried about John in a way because she's seen what women do. She hasn't seen a lot of nice women other than her mother. Um, but you know, she doesn't know Danny like we know Danny. And, um, I do think part of it is a little bit of jealousy. And, um, so I don't like that she did that. She knew what she was doing when she told Tyrion. And, uh, I just don't know how that's going to work out for her in the end, or if she's going to be able to live with herself. And that was really John's secret to tell, you know, it's really up to him. And while I do think he's a bit cuckolded by his, um, love for Daenerys and saying, oh, everything's going to work out and we'll be together and maybe, um, and I will never tell anybody, just my family, you know, I think that was very positive and optimistic in, um, you know, of his character to do that, but we've seen him do that before. And again, that's that upbringing with being Ned Stark, you know, even though he's Rhaegar's son, he is Ned, he's just as much Ned's son. And, uh, even if Ned didn't want to do it, he would still, I don't know, actually, I'll take that back. I don't know what Ned would do because, you know, Ned had just as big of a secret in the fact that John was Aegon Targaryen and he didn't even tell Catelyn because, he did never want to put Catelyn in the position of having to choose her children over John. And, you know, he just knew that could happen. And she, you know, what would she do? But, but spill the secret, um, you know, for her children, which I mean, I can't begrudge her for that. Um, so I think it was smart of him to do and just for him to take that dishonor, even for her to have um, an issue with him. And even the way that she treated John for most of his life. When, um, you know, I think if she'd known who he really was, she would have been scared, I think, about it. She wouldn't have wanted to go along with it necessarily. She would have for Ned, but, um, you know, she she would have treated John a bit differently. And um, I'm really um, ready for Danny to just lay it out and kill Cersei. I can't even think of a death horrible enough for Cersei at this point. I just want to see it long and drawn out, like the evil in me is coming out. I want to see it. She has just pissed me off to the nth degree. Um, you know, she killed one of the most innocent people in this whole story. Uh, you know, Masande is just a young girl, um, you know, just free. It's just, you know, just wanted to go home, live her life. And Cersei killed her just to be mean, just to be mean. Um, so I'm really worried about Danny. She doesn't have Jorah there anymore. He really was able to temper her um, because, you know, she knows she's a Targaryen. She's going to flare up. She's got a temper. And with all the motivation that Cersei has given her, I really, you know, like I think that Varys was vilifying her a little bit and the show as a whole was kind of villain her, vilifying her a little bit in this episode, as I've said before. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, if you were in that um, position, what would you do? And I mean, I even think Jon is not going to be happy when he hears what Cersei has done and how low she's willing to go. Um, so I'm anxious to see what his um, reaction is going to be when he finds out about this. Um, I think he's going to try to help calm uh, Daenerys down. I don't know that he can. So again, I really oh, I don't know which horse I want to back in this. I don't think it's going to be both of them as much as I'd like it 
part of me would like for it to be this Disney ending where they get married and have their child and everything's great. I just know that's not going to happen. And the story just wouldn't be what it is if that's what happened. Um, so we have two more episodes to go and I'm not ready for this to end, but you know, all good things have to end. So, um, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, didn't really give us much of the previews, you know, and we know it's not going to be good. People are going to die. Something's going to (laughs) happen, but they're getting very secretive now, um, with how this is going to end, of course. So anyway, uh, thanks for sticking with me through this episode. I know it was emotional for everybody. Like I said, I even felt like it was a little more emotional than the last episode, which was like, you know, the war for life in general. Um, but yeah, ready to see Cersei die. Cannot wait. So see you next week. Have any questions, comments, crazy theories? Um, you can email me at gamesforthethrone at gmail.com. You can also check me out at, um, Games for the Throne on Facebook and it's at Games for the Throne on Twitter, but the four is the number four. And then I'm also Games for the Throne on, um, Instagram and you can check out my podcast if you're not well if you want to check it out somewhere else obviously instead of on itunes or soundcloud um but i also have a blog um i blog about a lot of different stuff to do with game of thrones and um it's called the website is 3cstudio.net slash game games for the throne so um lots of cool neat stuff there i'd love to hear from you guys i hope i'm doing a good job i hope i'm interesting um So thanks for listening to my podcast and I will see you next week.